Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Podcast Like It's 1999, the podcast where we talk about the films of 1999 floating away into space on a balloon with the name Kenny on it here in 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Kenny Nybart. And I'm Felisco. Maybe the greatest introduction we've had so far. And that's well, it is. This is the best Kenny uh, we've done. I was thinking that he's the best Kenny, right? He's number one Kenny without question. I really like this Kenny. He's a good candy. He's the best candy I've ever seen on film. Esther Zuckerman, thank you for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure. Uh, we love catching rats with you. Um, <laughs> we do. I don't know why I waved because uh, no, people can't I mean, see listen. me wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our, our patrons can. Our patrons. Yeah. Our patrons. Yes. Um, I, so when I reached out to you, Esther, about this, um, you mentioned that you had not seen it. So the no. three of us were watching this all for the first time. Yes. Um, I, I reached out because. I just had a feeling that maybe you were a, a, a Lynn Ramsey person. Um, no judgment, uh, you know, whatever. But um, <laughs> you, well, because I mean, she's a, she's a she's tough, man. She's like, tough. She's, she's tough. Yeah, it, it's and it's not even so much that like um, her stuff is uh, very sort of esoteric and very kind of a vibe and visual filmmaking and all of that stuff. But she's also like they're all rough rides like they're n- none of them are are fun 
either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's not like, you know, a, a Terrence Malick, for instance, where like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a rip roaring time. No, but, but Malick laughing and like, dancing. And... But his stuff is more dreamlike. His stuff has a lot more sort of like there's 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 I'm not saying he's not talking about heavy issues. He I, is. I know. Like, I think he's I think Malick's movies are vaguely optimistic. Um, that's that's well, most, yeah, most they're of like it. They have that sort of religious tint to it, too. Yeah. Like, sort of sure. faith like. Yeah, even yes. the bad, like, even like, I mean, I think my favorite Malick film really is uh, Badlands, mm-hmm. which I think is like super romantic and like really kind of this it lovely, I, yeah. but it's also about, you know, teenage murderers. So like, it's true. It's true. I mean, the, the movie that I thought of kind of the most as I was watching this was George Washington, the David Gordon Green movie. Yeah, I love George Washington. I've never seen George Washington. Good movie. Good yeah. movie. Very good movie. And And I mean, you ultimately would kind of never know based on the career that David Gordon Green has created for he, himself. I love his that. whatever he has done. Yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Also, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet, but in mm. Bones and All, the Luca Guadagnino movie out this year, that. there is a scene where David Gordon Green pops up as an actor um, <laughs> playing <laughs> the most upsetting man like ever on the planet alongside Michael Stilbar giving a insanely creepy performance. And you're like, hold on a second. Is that David Gordon Green? It's so wait. weird. It's Cannot so weird. Wait to see it. And then he also made, made Halloween ends this year. So he's yeah, made so, so many. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Or like, you know, let's get stoned in the Middle Ages. Yes, that's what it was called. <laughs> um, stoned in the Middle Ages. What a, I mean, he's, and, and I, there are very few art, house directors I was in on from the ground floor but I was in on David Gordon Green from the ground floor in that I saw George Washington I don't know when it came out but I watched it in college like often it was was a movie that for I think later I think later maybe even like maybe 2000 but for whatever reason it was a movie that that a friend of mine had gotten really into and played a lot we played it a lot and uh, it was almost like it was almost I mean this is not the best Thing to say at this point, but it was almost Liz Farian in that when he started to do his mainstream stuff, you're like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> yep. like yep. you're not supposed to be on the radio. You're not supposed to be doing like dumbass stoner movies. And I, I think yeah. now it's weird to talk about David Gordon Green and Lynn Ramsey, so, but I think now he has such an, a, a wild breadth of what he's done in three Halloween movies. He'd be a really interesting kind of you know filmography to tackle blank, from blank, the top. Like Jack, interesting. If he's, he's had he's one, not, but, but yeah, but he's not. He hasn't had that. Like I saw yeah. yes. tweet, and I can't. Um, credit who it was but like the idea of the journeyman director has like gone so by the wayside and he's sort of that though like it might have been does, like i can't remember what so i've been talking a lot about that him. too no i, I, I yeah, think about that too. maybe it was you i don't know somebody I don't that, think so, but like but... maybe he's the maybe he's like truly that person now because i was like i know we're getting so off topic but i just was like no, what yeah. like what was the sort of like path before and it was like Stronger, which is the Boston Marathon Survivor movie, which is very good. Yeah. Our brand is Crisis, which is not very good. <sighs> it like, doesn't exist. Yeah, that movie doesn't exist. Like Joe, which is an interesting. It's just so, yeah. but that, and that was like, he went back to Joe after doing like the whole run of like Pineapple Express and Your Highness. Yeah. And like, yeah. it's so strange. Like, yeah. 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 What was it's the one you just said? The Sitter. 
a movie that doesn't exist as well. This is, oh, the Jonah Hill movie. Yeah. 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 He's, I mean, I mean he does have, he has this one for them lane with the Goldberg crowd. And then obviously, you know, is his Danny McBride stuff that mm-hmm. I think they go back 40 years or whatever. But I mean, yeah, he's he, in, he's yeah. in uh, all the real girls. He's like an actor. I th- yes, he is. Yeah, I think that um yeah, it's like the they go to they went to college together. But I think um if he had a blank check moment, because I just watched the first of this run of Halloween this week. Mm-hmm. And I was really first I was surprised how much I loved it and I loved it. But what I'm really surprised is that it made three hundred million dollars off a ten million dollar budget. Okay. So this guy it's crazy. Yeah. So this guy does kind of have one to cash in ready to go, I think. I, I'm beginning to wonder if the fucking exorcist is his blank check. Oh, yeah. I forgot that's what he's doing. Like he's doing is that. He with, really? Yeah. With uh, with. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Why am I drawing a blank on her name? Who is George C. Scott? No, not George C. Scott. <laughs> oh, no. He was only <laughs> in the third one. Sorry. Ellen it's Burstyn? Uh, uh, Ellen Burstyn. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's going to be in this, <laughs> which is a bit of a blank check to some degree, but it's a blank check to like start sure another he's franchise. Doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Do, have you? Yeah. So it, it is, by it, the way, it, not to keep us full off draft, Halloween Ames is bananas and uh, like, I think fun. I got to watch. I'm only watch watching these, these, I watch these movies. new ones because I mean, I'm watching. I wanted to run the series this Halloween. It's a lot of work. Um, I went right to the new ones because uh, I'm watching with my son and I went right to the new ones only because the way people are talking about Hollywood and Hollywood Halloween ends. Oh, it's too exciting. <laughs> it's too exciting for me. Like yeah. the, the, the Billy massive, Ray. Billy Ray's the only me. God love him. Billy Ray's the only person I respect who hates these movies. Everyone else yes. I respect is like these movies, this movie, not these movies, this movie. Everyone else I respect is like it rocks. It's like Twin Peaks. I'm, what it was? Okay, cool. Like? All right. The second one, I did not like the second one. I think the third one is so fun and yeah. like off the rails. It's just off the rails. I need like, off the rails with this franchise. I, speaking of off the rails, to get us a little back, back on, the yeah, get back on the rails, get us uh, back on the rails. I'll, I'll just say that uh, he, the reason I brought it up, the reason George Washington came into into my mind as I was watching, it is because again, it's very much told from a sort of a, a childlike perspective of of a sort of uh, plotless. I don't say that in a bad way, but sort of a formless kind of quality to it. Um, and and Ratcatcher is. So I didn't really know anything about this film. I knew it was Lynn Ramsey's first film. Um, I've seen more of her in color, uh, color, however you say it. My apologies, uh, which is I saw it a while ago. Loved it when it came out. I probably saw it in the mid 2000s. Um, we need to talk about Kevin it is a challenging movie as well. Um, a movie that that is also sort of um I don't want to say it's formless because it's very much about sort of a parental, there's a parental arc there. Um, but, and I have not seen you were never really there or never really here with my apologies. Yeah. yeah. I really wanted to see that too. I never, I've only Everyone seen, it was amazing. Yeah. I've only seen, we need to talk, talk about Kevin's the only, uh, Lynn Ramsey movie I've seen. And as a parent, and that, how does that at, movie speak to you? Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's, it's so funny. Cause Laura was talking to me today about it from, we have as a psychiatrist, a psychologist and does, a lot of work with high school kids and mm. the headline is uh be afraid be very afraid and you know sure. i just i just think that that yeah there was a little bit on the you know the leading edge of this yeah, i mean i had this you know crazy fucking flash today i missed the exit to drop my kids off because i was thinking about this 
and this kind of relates to we need to talk about Kevin. When I went to camp, Phil, I don't know about your camp. Yeah. Esther, did you go to camp? No. We had riflery at our camp. We Phil, did, did you have riflery? We had archery. <laughs> so we had riflery. And, you know, in the 90s, we had riflery. And, you know, you'd uh-huh. lay on mattresses and shoot at targets, like, in the confines of the camp. Sure. And no one ever thought that was dangerous or weird or anything. Yeah. No yeah. one, no one even thought twice about it. Occasionally, there'd be a kid who was not allowed to do it. You didn't have to like have a special sign off to do it, but everyone did. And we shot guns, and we were really fucking good at it. And it, it occurred to me that like they don't do it anymore. They haven't for about twenty years. But there would be kids now who would think about stealing those guns. I, I'm, I'm for sure. Oh, we no one ever even thought about it, but I'm hundred percent sure people would yeah. think about it now, right? Because the guns were just left at the right at the range. In a, you know, in a, in a safe or not a safe and like a, you know, a fucking a locked cabinet, cabinet a locked yeah. cabinet yeah. and the the bullet, the bullets were elsewhere, but like it would be pretty easy to, to massacre everybody at the camp, so which is to say we, with, we need to talk yeah, about Kevin. It was archery. Like he is. Oh, an that's archer, right. And You're we right. need to talk about Kevin. He's not yeah. like, he's not, it's not a gun. guns. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is just an interesting I think that she, that Lynn has, and I, I, again, I don't remember if they're what, um, uh, in Morvern, is it Morvern? God damn it. Morvern, yeah. Ratcatcher, we need to talk about Kevin, and we're, uh, you were never really here. Our movies about violence in some way. Um, you know, Ratcatcher, I found very, uh, viscerally, um, yeah. I don't know that violence is the right word that I would describe it, but those fucking kids, those boys reminded sexual me of sexual like, violence. Yes, right? I, they reminded the me violence, of the I of mean, the it droops. is literally about violence. I mean, it's about he kills a kid at the beginning. Like, it's it's about, you know, it's about yes. whether accidental or intentional or like the childlike sort of version of violence where there's that like mid ground of is this sure. like play? Is this um, you know, physical abuse in some physical, way or another. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it's well, like the, the, I guess it's yeah. like that child thing of like, is this play? Is this right? Um, right. something that's is this something that's intentional? Is this something that is sort of malevolent, or is it sort of just this hormonal stuff getting out of control? And I think it's the whole movie is very fuzzy on that because it's also, yeah. I mean, also violence against animals essentially yeah it's, not essentially it's, uh, no, literally, literally. <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. it's very interesting how I, I agree with everything you're saying esther it, it it this entire movie exists in that sort of formative space of like you're not some of these kids are a little older they're teenagers but you know 12 11 12 years old where you don't really understand the world around you fully but you comprehend certain things being bad or certain things being like that there's a darkness that you don't completely understand yeah. yet and there's a lot of like you know uh sexual adolescence sort of a puberty kind of thing going on and these mm-hmm. kids that are sort of this this poor girl that's being essentially like passed around through all yeah. these boys and as they all sort of try to figure out and experiment sexually. It's all very unsettling. 
Yeah. It, it, I mean, the 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 one to one kind of yeah. transition from Halloween to this is this is a horror movie. <laughs> this is a, it is a horror movie. This is a horror movie about uh, kind of growing up impoverished, yes, um, unsupervised, uh, without any kind of sense of right or wrong, with bad role models. Yeah. When they're there, usually absent. Um, it's interesting. It's told from the perspective of this young boy. So you are, you know, the, the perspective you're and and, and, you know, kind of written and not kind of written and directed by a female filmmaker. So you're the perspective you're in, um, particularly during that, like essentially like this, this group rape scene, uh, is the scene of this young boy who is kind of being urged to join in mm-hmm. and that is like this you know from his perspective a horror moment we don't see it from her perspective it's pretty yeah. obviously a different kind of horrific moment um and you know a nightmare but the sense you get is this is not the first time she's been in that position so there are a lot of i mean it, the animal abuse is you know to me I, a, a horror but just this like yeah. this this you know the, this this group this mob mentality thing about you know kind of throwing rats against the wall or mice against the wall it's like it is it's a it's a really kind of galling film deeply upsetting um did you know i did bring up we talked briefly about this before i did bring up like harmony harmony corinne i think he's the only american director that i can think of that kind of is is down to you know kind of pull up this particular you know, carpet and see what kind of disgustingness is on under it. But clearly, you know, we've seen this and now we, you know, also Rosetta there. A lot, a lot of films we've done war zone, a lot of films we've done recently, European films have shown, uh, this might be, you know, something your European directors are a little more apt to, um, expose. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it, it at is at least really 99. Sort of, yes. No, for sure. It, 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 I agree with everything you're saying. It's very, um, harrowing to say the least um and yet at the same time uh there are sort of punches of 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 levity is the wrong word but sort of beauty really beauty yeah and and, like well it's this idea of escape i think that um she sort of plays with um you know the magic of him like tumbling in the field in this you know where it in front of this like model home where his family could possibly move to out out of like the glaswegian um slums essentially you know overrun with garbage from the garbage strike and he you know that moment of him tumbling it's you know or snowball um you know the following snowball up to a place where snowball is not dead but frolicking on the moon with other other mice um you know this escape or even the end you know where you don't is he drowning did his or did he or did he move to this new home i mean i think he's drowning (laughs) um but i think you know she she really does interplay it with all these things i mean i don't know i have a you know interesting i mean i don't have it's not interesting but like my relationship to lynn ramsey is essentially um i find we need to talk about kevin as this thing that like linger has like lingered in my head i i truly like have a heart like I'm not sure I've ever seen it all the way through. Like I, I have a really hard time watching it. It's really, you know, even before I ever tried to watch it, like it was a thing that like 
freaked me out on the concept of it. Um, sure. I watched more Vern Kalar, um, and I loved it. Like that, I think that's my favorite of her films. I think it's really beautiful and it's, it is, you know, her one film from the female perspective, um, though it is also so grim and so sort of grief, grief driven. Um, Samantha Morton, unbelievable in that movie. Just Oh, incredible. I mean, I love Samantha Morton. Um, and yeah, she's just amazing in that movie. Um, and so I had wanted to see Rock Catcher and I actually had tickets to see it at the New Beverly when I lived in LA briefly. Um, and then I'm pretty sure I didn't go because it was like one of the COVID flare-ups. Sure. (laughs) I remember looking at your tweets, your brief jaunt in Los Angeles and and how much you loved living here. Uh, I remember just (laughs) watching that journey uh, unfurl through social media. Was like my what was wrong with LA? What was wrong with LA? It's a beautiful place. My dog was almost killed. Sunzo was shining. Oh no. I literally had a nightmare about coyote, about the LA Coyotes last night. Oh my god! Where were you god. living? Yeah, where Los were you? The, L- oh, the LA Coyotes. Yeah, yeah. I'm not afraid of the Coyotes. I'm afraid of I'm I'm afraid of that mountain lion that hangs out. Yeah, P-22. I'd be afraid of the mountain lion. P22. P22. Yeah, I love P22, but everybody I loves P22 yeah. until he bites you, until he, <laughs> until he, until he claws your face off. I know. Um, yeah, uh, it, yeah it's so I funny. Yeah, P22. It, and then I just, and then I just never got around to it, and so I'm really. I was really excited to watch it for this because it was one of those, yeah. you know, I need to check it off. I'd seen all the other ones, um, and I, I, I need to check it off. Well not we need to talk about Kevin all the way through I don't sure. think I I'm really that movie really like uh, obsessed me um but all of her movies really upset me but I think that one really upsets me but I do think that Ratcatcher you know it's interesting I mean obviously it's been on our list for five years yeah. um it's been it's been sitting there and it's a film that um is spoken so highly of I mean obviously Lynn Ramsey is is a you know a critically adored filmmaker um and I and but I also was like it was sitting there just like it's Lynn Ramsey. <laughs> this is not going to be a fun ride. Like, you know, got to get the right person to talk about it, but also just um, really not knowing anything about it, but only knowing that Lynn Ramsey's movies can be hard watches. I sort of had it sitting there, but knowing that it was going to be powerful and it is very powerful. I, I, yeah. I don't, you know, it's not a movie I would ever watch again. Um <laughs> And I don't say that negatively. There are lots of wonderful films that I've seen that I'm just like, I've seen it. I'm glad I saw it. Um, but I, but I'm also sort of fascinated by the fact that it, so just to give a little bit of context, uh, James is 12 years old. The world he knew is changing, haunted by a secret. He's become a stranger in his own family. He's drawn to the canal where he creates a world of his own. He finds an awkward tenderness with Margaret Ann, a vulnerable 14 year old expressing a need for love in all the wrong ways and befriends Kenny who possesses an unusual innocence in spite of the harsh surroundings. Ratcatcher opened at the Cannes Film Festival on May 13th, 1999. It would be released uh, throughout the world uh, in late 99 and early 2000. It would go on to make just shy of a million dollars. Uh, it's got 86% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics and 86% from audiences. Um, the New York Times uh, said it was a gorgeous blend of beauty and squalor packed with imagery that will play over and over in your head for weeks. Time Magazine said Ratcatcher Sears it's hard to take, hard to shake. And the LA Times said Lynn Ramsey's imaginative shot-making gifts make for a sublime result, creating a different sort of magical realism than we're used to seeing. Um, 
I also need to say I've never turned on subtitles faster. Oh I mean, this yeah, was, this thing was like, <laughs> are they speaking English? <laughs> like, what I is really, that? truly, I weirdly don't like watching movies with subtitles. Yeah. Um, I know there are people that you know put it on for yeah. everything. I, I if it's if it's in English, if it's in language that I understand, <laughs> I, I, I truly sort of don't enjoy. Yeah. But this one, I was like, oh, I have to, I have to, uh, I have to put on subtitles here. I, I, I it was you amazing. Know, this is this the Glasgow accent is something that is uh, very thick. Well, it was. There were moments when. I'd be reading the subtitles and I'd be like, how is that possibly the same word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Esther. If my, my preference is definitely no subtitles. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, all these, all, all the, all this, you know, this, these oh. outer, outer UK movies we've been doing with their, crazy ass accents mm-hmm. we went right for it we right for it yeah same right with uh it. war zone i mean that was another one that war was zone went that. right for it yeah no war, war zone i had to um yeah yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> I, I, but i was thinking i mean this one is yeah. so difficult that i don't think i would have enjoyed the theatrical experience because there would have been no subtitles they actually I, did have subtitles in the u.s release Oh, they did for real in theaters. Yeah. No oh, wow. way. That, that, that almost makes me sad. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> well, it's like you sort of wish it wasn't, but you yeah. got like, you have That's to. So it is I just think that whoever the U S distributor was, was just like, this movie's going to make $10 to begin with. Do we want to make this harder or do we want to make this easier for people to actually <laughs> see? I, I almost feel like it's like opera, you know, it's sure, not about sure. the words. It's about the emotions. Who cares? If I you don't can't disagree with you. It? It's a, I'm it's just a talking, very... but like, no, it but just feels wrong. very, it just, it, you well the 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 truth is without t- subtitles I think we would pick up more than enough that we would understand what was going well, on. Well, I think it's yeah. But, I mean, I think the sort of the dialogue is so incidental, you know, in some ways. It's it's very much. It's not like people are explaining any part of the plot really through dialogue. It is, you know, how people are sort of. It's just how people are going about their day. Um, you know. It, that's how that functions. So it's not like, yeah, you're, I think you're right, Kenny. It's not like you need it per se, but um, I, also it, it, like- I was like, oh my God, I can't like this, this feels discordant in my brain. Like I can't figure this out. Like I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it's also a very, um, it's a very melodious and emphatic language. Right, like they're yeah. they're the 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 Glasgow English accent, and you know what I mean. No, the, the way that they're Glaswegian, that they're Glaswegian. spinning the language for lack yeah. of a better way of putting it, is actually really beautiful. Um, and and I agree with you that if I didn't have subtitles, it would probably like I turn something off in my brain to allow myself to just kind of go along with it. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I did turn the subtitles on, and there were many words in the subtitles too, where I was like. That's not a word. <laughs> like that's. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, that's. Okay. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, many non-words. Yeah. It's true. But I. But I did find it. Um, when the movie allowed itself to be sort of dreamlike, um, it's it is a really beautiful film. I, I do think about 
Um, some of the really beautiful moments between James and forgive me, was it Margaret Ann? Yeah, Margaret Ann. Yeah. You know, when they're just lying together and just sort of their their love story, not a romantic one necessarily, but just that bond that they have is really beautiful. Um, you know, I, I I you met you you caught this Esther on on Twitter earlier, but the 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 something stupid sequence with the with the two parents with the dad and mom dancing there's a really lovely connection between those two characters and there is a romance between them. He's just either shit faced or, you know, a dick most of the time. But, but I do think that, that there is some really beautiful kind of, as you mentioned, Esther escapes from this quite frankly, horrible world that they live in. But I, I, I want to talk for a second about the the boys because I thought about the droogs from Clockwork Orange with mm. those kids because those kids just seemed really really evil. And what was interesting was seeing the we only see the older older kids briefly, but like it feels like it's it's a it's almost like generational is the wrong word, but that you know the older you get, the kind of worse these kids got, and you're sort of feeling it roll down the ages a little bit. Um, it's very upsetting. Uh, really, really. It's like no it. different. It, it, it's no different than gang initiations. It's no sure. different than the droogs. It's no different. It's it's I think the droogs are, you know, clearly an extreme version of this. Yes. But this is this is this is a thing everywhere. Yeah. You know, this is this is kind of what toxic masculinity is, right? Toxic masculinity isn't really one toxic guy. It's more, you know, toxicity feeding on itself and, you know, people pushing, you know, guys, boys pushing each other to be, you know, kind of worse and worse and more and more callous and treat women and women, you know, more and more like objects or sex objects in this case. And, you know, kind of force younger boys to do things that they don't really want to, to kind of solidify their place within this male hierarchy. So yeah, it, 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 it is both droog like and also you know extremely common like it feels very much like situations that i feel like i found myself in and run away from or found myself in and started to cry or whatever it is just situations where as you're growing up as a boy you're like you kind of can't avoid and it's very hard to kind of extricate yourself from well it's like i mean and that's sort of the nightmare of james's existence is that like the paths for him are you know sort of being initiated into this sort of, a, you know, adolescent world or his father who is, you know, a, who is a drunk and doesn't really care and sort of flips in and out of his home and pretty hot though. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. He, um, the, he's the dude from Braveheart. He's, he's yeah. like a hot boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that incredible scar. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, these are, this is the future and the future is, is like miserable. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, I, the other filmmaker that I thought of as I was watching this was Lars von Trier, mm-hmm. um, a, a guy who, um, also can, uh, go with these, a beautiful can be a beautiful filmmaker when he chooses to be gives you these pops and these punches of, of beauty when he's not just beating you down with how horrible the world is. Um, but what, what made me kind of think of that a little bit was the canal and, and how sort of vital it is to the story, but also how 
the depiction of it changes from time to time. You'll have this really beautiful scene, like the scene with Kenny um, and James when uh, they're sort of standing by the the canal and it's really blue and you're seeing the sun shining and like it just feels really inviting and, and filled with possibility. And then at other times, it's just this muddy, fucking awful, monochromatic sort of death spiral that exists. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's also, a really interesting physical. It's the thing that thing. sort of like sucks you in. I mean, it is the sort of it's the life that, you know, it's the potential for life. You can either yeah. sort of avoid getting sort of drawn into its toe. I mean, and it's sort of it's almost interesting because it doesn't seem so. I mean, it, it it doesn't seem that deep. It doesn't seem that hard. Like, but, you know, the kid at the beginning dies um kenny almost dies you know when his father emerges out of it he's filled with so much muck and like they're scratching at the skin because it's been so you know it it doesn't seem that deep it doesn't seem that threatening but it is it like the pull of it is so weighty it can it it will kill you well it's it's interesting because like nature is is so beautiful in this film and also it's death. Do you know what I mean? Like it is both, it can, it, it exists in both these ways. I mean, it's funny you brought up Rosetta earlier, Kenny, cause I couldn't help but think about that too. Cause that small body of water in that film also almost kills people. Oh yeah. Very important. Weird that, you know, I mean, bizarre that both these movies were canned at the same time and they went with Rosetta yes. over this movie, but um, this the other, in, I think this was in, if I'm not mistaken, on a certain regard, I don't think they were in, in competition. Yeah. We, I don't we, think yeah. It, it, we, yeah. it was in competition yeah. because because we just looked this up. Um, we did Rosetta right, like okay. two weeks ago, but it's um the other movie. I mean, the other first of all, uh, as it's coming back to me, I'm you said George Washington right away. I forgot George Washington kind of hinges on the death of a child, too, which is, you know, obviously a big part of that. Um, the other guy who's doing this now really well is Sean Baker. And sure. Sean, Sean Baker is giving a lot of this similar kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Florida Project is a lot like this in in, you know, these little flights of escape and, you know, this this kind of unrelenting bleakness and this little sense that maybe Mooney got out, but she yeah. didn't actually get out. And, yeah, you know, the ending is very similar. It that, feels I mean, very similar. Yeah. That. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, Florida Project feels a little bit more optimistic at the end. But again, to your point, the system is the system and Mooney's probably trapped in it in some way or another. So I don't mean to suggest that it's a happy ending. But um, I this movie, yeah. Sean I, yeah. Baker's also funnier. <laughs> like, I was I mean, going to say, he's, yeah. he is he is funny. I, but, you know, yeah. I do agree with you, though, Kenny, that like Sean Baker is trying to sort of tap into... Um, some of the certainly the 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 class issue that the poverty lines and the system and and all that sort of stuff definitely seems to exist prominently in his work um yeah yeah that i agree it's it is fascinating that this and rosetta are both a can at the same time because i do think that they have somewhat similar ideas but (coughs) excuse me i i do wonder whether or not um did you like this more or less than Rosetta Kenny out of curiosity? Me? Yeah. Far more. Oh, interesting. Okay. Not even it's not even close. Yeah. I think this is a far better movie. Yeah. This movie is what's interesting though, for what it's worth, not that I disagree with you because I enjoyed it more too, but like, you know, Rosetta is a character piece, right? Like 
not to compare a movie that Esther hasn't seen. Esther, have you seen Rosetta? She's not seen Rosetta, but I'll just say that Rosetta has this sort of it's 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 like it's like this, but really boring. It's it's a lot less happens, (laughs) and and it's also visually a lot less striking and a lot less interesting. But what's the thing about Ratcatcher, for what it's worth, is I don't know that James as a character that I could tell you much about him per se. Do you know what I mean? Does that make that sense? was a big takeaway for me too, actually. I only wrote down a couple notes, but one was that James was a bit of a cipher in so many of yeah. these movies that, you know, these coming of age movies, particularly about yeah, like uh, young male characters, the, the main character is very often this boring cipher. Like, Another movie. It's a it's a Lars von Trier movie that I'm thinking of. Um, My Life as a Dog, uh, is a movie that, where you know, My Life as a Dog. Is oh, no, no, is it Lasse Hallstrom? That's Lasse Hallstrom. Uh, let's Lasse Hallstrom. So it's um, he that that character reminds me a lot of this character in that sure. he doesn't really actually do a lot. He doesn't have a lot of, you know, I mean, a lot a lot of uh a lot of action. Correct. But uh, he just kind of carries the story on his, you know, like like side saddle almost. And that's kind of how I feel about James here, where the story kind of rides side saddle to well, him experiencing things around him. It's sort of interesting, too, on that level that she begins with this other boy who you sort of believe is going to be the protagonist. Yeah. The first the first moments are not with James. He It's the other boy watching James. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. From yeah, Ryan Quinn, I believe, skipping rocks from afar, and she, you know, she sort of nice Jewish boy. (laughs) (laughs) She sort of. (laughs) It is. It's your. I agree with you. It's like it's it's a weird sort of red herring almost that she thinks you're going to be. Yeah, and it's and then and then sort of to get at what you were saying, Kenny. Like it. It's this. It's this misdirect that you know james's whole existence is sort of accidental i mean that what he does you know ryan's death is accidental you know the the um his shame that shame that he's carrying is accidental sort of like all these things even something that he is responsible for is not his fault in a way so he's he's sort of existing on this outskirts of responsibility sort of the way and you know it is so specific to that age too where what is intentional what is not intentional what is malevolent what just sort of like exists no for sure i mean you can see it in so many of their actions i mean it really is throughout the entire film but like if you think about the um, the mouse whose name I'm forgetting his name. Um, Snowball. Snowball. Snowball sure. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Far one out. When Far snowball, out. snowball is put on, on the snowball. Kenny balloon and sent to the moon uh, in a weird way. For those who haven't seen this movie, there's a red balloon with the name Kenny written on it. Correct. You you Correct. can't imagine the way that spoke to me. <laughs> imagine a red balloon <laughs> with your name written on it. <laughs> That's how it felt. <laughs> it is it is an amazing moment, but it's also like it's called back to it. When Kenny says, Oh, look, Kenny just talking to James, he's like, look at the moon. Hey, Snowball. And James is like, fucking Snowball's dead and you killed him. <laughs> like, I don't know what you like. And, and on some level, I, it's like actually how he says it too, which is really, it's like, I like, look, well, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I mean, I was going to say, I'm a huge sucker for movies that let kids curse and that it's not a gag. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you know, like that mm-hmm. Seth Rogen movie was like the gag, bad kids or good kids or whatever it was, it was called. The, the gag boys, was that they yeah. good boys was the, the gag was that they cursed. Good but boys. like every child I know curses and like it's not the fucking end all be all of their life. So I, I'm very into that. But yeah, I mean, the thing with where he's, you know, yeah. And, and Kenny is this kid who not Kenny, who's yes, on yes. this not, call not right Kenny, now. Nybart, Kenny, yes. the, the, the Kenny character. The Kenny, the little boy, is this kid who, um, you know, he, he starts out being, you know, I'm going to create a zoo. I'm a member of sort of the animal organization. Yeah. I love these animals. And he he doesn't want the other kids to play with Snowball. And then they let him. And then they sort of convince him into saying that Snowball can fly. And he ties him to this balloon. And I think there is this moment of, you know, he's really convinced that you know, uh, this dumb kid is really convinced that like maybe Snowball's off somewhere, but obviously Snowball is very dead. But it's this then, but then you see him by the end. By a pretty bad death. Probably not a great death. Poor Snowball. Mm -hmm. Um, But then you see him by the end, Mm -hmm. you know, killing rats, like, you know, killing the rats. And it's, and even James is like, isn't this, you know, weren't you a member of this organ, like of the animal? It's like, like the no, RSPCA. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, these are vermin. The Royal society. Yeah. 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 I guess that's, that's what it is. Um, yeah. No, these are vermin. And this sort of this thing that's clicked in this kid's head where he's chosen, you know, violence against creatures versus, you know, his love for all beings. Um, also, it's kind of a throwaway, but at the very end, near the very end, Kenny is calling James out on killing Ryan. Yeah, he says, and he's, he's like, oh yeah, saying, I saw you. Yeah, and he's saying, I'm not your friend anymore. You know, yeah. I'm not your, yeah. I'm not your friend. You killed, God. you killed Ryan. Man, the journey um, Kenny goes on in this episode. In this I also, movie. I, yeah, and he's such like, doesn't he repeat it over and over again? Yes. You killed Ryan Quinn. Yeah. You killed yeah. Ryan Quinn. You, killed, I'm not your friend anymore. And then a lot of fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. This movie, I mean, like that this part movie's is great. Like, it, it's just, I don't know. It's yeah, I mean there, there's 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 a version of watching this movie for the fortieth time where you just laugh the whole movie. I'm, I'm sure you know. True. I like mean, there's a version. There is a version where because there are moments in it. I mean, it's a very strange tone 
that it's sort of threading throughout. I mean, I think about the scene when when uh, the I don't even really know how you describe them, but the people that come to the house to check out the house to see if they yeah, the can get a members. new house. Yeah, yeah. That's... And the dad's like covered in fucking cereal and dirt from the from the canal. And he just was like, oh. it's just like there's a there's a version where and they're like, uh, did we come funny. at a bad time? Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I was just getting up. I'm totally fine. Uh, and then him saying to the kid, like, if we don't get a new house, it's your fault for letting them in here. Like, there's just stuff where James is this emotional punching bag for so many people. Um, there's the, there's also like the, um, the lice, like there's a lot of like, um, animal stuff in this, but it's all like rats and lice and dead dogs and just like it's all a very kind of grim uh, yeah i mean yeah she does that a lot i mean there's the animal stuff in kevin too um sure uh you know i think she's very attuned to how sort of preying on the vulnerable makes us feel. I think that's that's the truth and you are never really here too, which is sort of, you know, um, which is centered around Joaquin Phoenix's character rescuing this child essentially from this this young girl from from sex slavery, you know. I think she's very she she very much draws you into this feeling of you know, sort of empathy and also discomfort for sort of the most downtrodden creature and the most vulnerable and the most scared. Um, I mean, even the sort of slow motion shot of the, you know, of poor Snowball being tossed back and forth between these these guys these you know the the older bullies it's really hard to watch and i think she's aware of that and she is she understands our affinity for animals too yeah i mean like i think she knows that that us that seeing these animals in uh you know um peril is going to elicit uh an an emotion from the audience as well and i know i don't mean that she's wielding it but i do think that she understands it yeah um and I, I think that, uh, I mean, even just that moment when James is in the foreground and in the background, we see all the piles of garbage and we see some teenager pick up like a dead German shepherd dog or something like that. Yeah. Kind of like, it's blurry and out of focus, but you're just like, there's something so upsetting about just um, the level of kind of squalor they're living in. And it's interesting too, because I feel like, you know, to talk about another movie from a similar, you know, from a, around this region, but like Angela's Ashes, a movie we talked about many, many moons ago for this podcast, um, is all about sort of, you know, poverty porn, for lack of a better way of putting it, and sort of that, that like Oscar Beatty kind of. There's, what there, there, there's no porn in this one. No, 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 no. Whereas that movie feels, I mean, that movie had like an $80 million budget. I mean, it was, it's, it's exactly the Oscar Beatty overproduced kind of version of. Yeah. It's like fucking Oliver twist. It's like, it's, it's, it's this, you know, the, these not not practical sets, you know what I mean? These like, well, these, these well lit 
almost like Broadway-ish idea of what it, what it is to be a poor person, and you know, yeah, yeah, and 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 how easy it is to rise up, you know, if you're a genius memoirist. Um, <laughs> sure, but uh, and then even you know, even even Rosetta, I think we we kind of, yeah. you know, dinged a little bit with the idea of poverty porn. Yeah. Um, this this is. Just bleak. This is the, the if you, the 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 dead the dead animals really is you know kind of dissuade you of any uh notion. Romantic, any, yeah, romanticization yes. of it. Yeah. Anything yeah. other than the worst possible fucking situation to have human beings live in. It's really a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, the filmmaker I often think about sort of in conjunction with Linda Ramsey, and it's partially because they're both from the UK and sort of working around the same time and. Not that it's not because they're both women, but is Andrea Arnold, who I think sort of, you know, and I think she does. Andrea Arnold has not a romanticization necessarily, but a romantic, though I think you can maybe argue that American Honey is a romance, but like it like has more of a romantic heart to her. Um, she's sort of, she's very interested in the carnal, um, in a way that I, that, Lynn Ramsey is not, but I think a lot, a lot about Fish Tank. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have seen Fish Tank. No. Um, I mean, it's also sort of a UK. I mean, there's an easy comparison, but it's a UK housing product, but it is from a girl's perspective. Um, and an older girl. Um, but it's basically about this girl who's, you know, mother brings home her shitty new boyfriend who's played by Michael Fassbender who's like the most alluring man in the world but also a piece of shit um isn't that isn't that Michael Fassbender in a nutshell I mean yeah I mean but I think a lot about just sort of the way you know they also both like playing with the fantasy of it you know pegged against this harsh realism um love fish tank I think that movie is amazing I I think that you know, this movie is not particularly romantic outside no. of perhaps the, the, the something stupid scene. Um, it's, I think if it's romantic about anything, it's I, uh, <laughs> that we're all going to die. <laughs> like if there's a romance of death, almost there's a romance of yeah. like, I, to some degree nature. Um, I mean, I think about that, that you, you alluded to it earlier, but there's a sequence in the film where James gets on a bus and goes to the end of the line and um, discovers these beautiful houses or the, these houses in, in the middle of construction, pees in the toilet, uh, unattached to anything, which is a choice. Um, but uh, and then he, there's just this just truly gorgeous shot of this big open window overlooking what looks like an endless ocean of, of wheat, I guess. You, I guess it's wheat. Um, and he literally jumps out the window and just starts running in this beautiful ocean of wheat and and it is unquestionably the most beautiful part of this film um which goes to show that like she can do this if she wants to she can make you believe that the world's a beautiful place <laughs> she's just well, but not it really sort of interested reminds in me of um i mean it, it's the like the shot of him running it sort of reminds it's like the wizard of oz poppy fields it's like sure. You know, it's hypnotic and you get lost, you know, you get lost in it and you sort of, it's a fantasy world. And then he go later goes back to that house um, shortly before the end of the movie, looking for that experience and it's raining and he can't get into the house and it's raining. And so he can't have the fantasy of living in the house and he can't have the fantasy of tossing through the fields. And that's when it cuts to 
him face down in the water and you're wondering whether or not he's dead. Um, and then, and then one more time comes back to his family walking through those wheat fields, maybe moving into that house and standing outside of that. But you sort of are, that is likely not, that is not the case. They're all way too happy. (laughs) Yeah. there's, there's There's a, there's a placid sort of beautiful look on the father's face. And, and you have this moment where, uh, James looks right at the camera, very, uh, very similar to the end of, um, uh, Knights of Kiberia or Magnolia or even to some degree Rosetta where like you have this uh, it's all going to be okay but then as the credits play we're back in the water and he's drowning and you're just like mm, I don't think he yeah, really yeah. buys into this at all no I don't think she does <laughs> so yeah it, it's, it is it is interesting I mean the, the other thing that's worth talking about for a quick second is um, when the dad saves Kenny from the canal he becomes sort of a local hero briefly uh there's like a medal <laughs> ceremony where he's the only grown-up getting a medal he's with a bunch of little kids in this fucking movie you see this movie is hilarious <laughs> this is a funny movie and then he gets the award and the first thing he says to his family is i'm going to the bar to meet my friends i'll see you guys <laughs> later and then he gets beat up on the way home from the bar yeah I mean, this movie. I can't believe he got him. I can't believe he got a medal. Eddie, 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 Eddie <laughs> stood up there next to all these kids who saved, I guess, newts or something. And <laughs> helped ladies cross the streets. I don't know. You get medals it's, as a child. It's incredible. It's stood incredible. up there like he accomplished something. I mean, yeah. it's I mean, really, listen, really it's, great. It's really pretty special. I, I mean, it, it, I, I feel know. like that's how my yeah. kids kids feel when I tell them I have a podcast. <laughs> I'm like, oh. going to the pub to meet his friends. No, no, not going to the pub. Like I'm standing on a stage with a bunch of kids. You know, it's like <laughs> it's it's like, oh, you you want you want us to be proud of you for this, Dad? <laughs> Bully for okay. you. Okay, great podcast. Great job, Dad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say though that that um, I I I really liked this film, despite the fact that it wasn't a fun journey. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I it makes me want to see um, the uh, you were never you were really never really here. here. But I hear that one's also pretty tough to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like. Uh, this this and Morvern are my favorite of okay, her films. Okay. I mean, Morvern is, I think, is definitely my favorite of her films. I um, feel like I read somewhere recently that she's talking to Kristen Stewart, which sounds right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's had such an interesting path in like Hollywood because she obviously she made We Were Never Really Here, and then. Yeah. She was on this Western with Natalie right. Portman that got right. she, you know, she got that was like turned. It was into a fam- big, famous kind of famous sort of disaster, disaster production. Yeah. And she was taken off of it, and then she sort of came back with "You Were Never Really Here," right? Um, at, which which was incredibly, you know, lauded and, but that is, I mean, that's that movie is so violent because it's it's you know it, it's so. It, it's really violent. It's all, it's more violent in a way than um, like you, uh, we need to talk about Kevin because you need, you, you were never really here. We need to talk about the, the yeah. getting lost in yeah. my head. Um, 
And now complete sentences titles. I'm okay with <laughs> yeah. it. I, I like she a complete also, sentence for a title. We talked about her a little bit, Kenny, previously because she almost made the lovely bones. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. So yeah. she was attached to that. Um, Could you imagine? Can you imagine? Probably a better movie. Definitely a better movie. I mean, yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. I mean, like, definitely a better movie. <laughs> definitely a more fucked up movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah, the the subject matter, I don't know. It's like is there is is there a world where someone could have made like a like not I'm I'm not saying one to one, but like a right. a, a gone girl-esque masterpiece out of Lovely Bones. Does Lovely Bones lend right. itself to something where the right director could have actually made something amazing out of it? I mean, the question My sense you, is maybe? Maybe. I mean, I haven't read the book. Have you read the book, Esther? Did you read uh, Lovely Bones? No, I never okay. read Lovely Bones. I we, we so when we did our episode on our, our 2009 Patreon, uh, one of our guests had read the book, and and the movie that was made is pretty slavish for all intents and purposes to the source material. The question, I think, ultimately, Kenny, and it's I agree with you, is I don't think there's a quote unquote pure adaptation of that book that could be done adroitly like i don't i don't know that you can because like the book is you know it's, it's not not plot wise i have not... a i have a weird take okay okay someone should do it again <laughs> why not no the, someone... they can't the author of that book has uh oh. is my oh, she's, she's canceled yeah she's yeah. a bad person whatever, well, whatever no she the book didn't she, she maybe the... make up uh sexual assaults yeah. No, she didn't. She was assaulted, um, which formed her first book. But she wrongly accused a black man of the assault, oh. who was, um, I believe, uh, imprisoned for many years. Not a great um, look. And that being said, recently, yeah, but, uh, you know me to divorce the art from the artist. I don't care. Sure. Uh, maybe, maybe just hypothetically, because I'm not, yeah. not going to be the one to do this. Yeah, but we should not not remake movies or books that have been, you know, failure, misfire situations. Um, we do it every once in a while. You know, look, they made, they, they rob, I mean, God love Rob Zombie, but Rob Zombie did his Halloween reboot. And five years later, they just turned it right back over to David Gordon. And then he did the monsters and everyone loves them and everyone's happy. Uh, (laughs) but I, I wonder if I, I I almost, No, 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 40 year old man, Esther. Come on. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like some people can barely I'm watch the movie. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If Tom Lorenzo heard that, heard me say that, he'd, yeah, he'd flip he's, out on me. He on he's so mad on me. We're brothers and zombie. Uh, but, um, but no, no, I, I, I just, I, I feel like there are some movies, for instance, The Strangers. Sorry, The Strangers is about to get remade, right? That movie is only from like. 15 years ago and there so were you, a bunch of like straight to video sequels to it as well right? yeah, yeah. There, so you can certainly do that there have certainly been more than one movie made off of several novels it happens yes. all the time does, right yeah. often they wait like 70 years like wuthering heights or whatever but and often there's no reason like when you, Im- unimpeachable classic unimpeachable like, a, like a little women novels yeah well like a little women or whatever but not like, like what, the not the like airport book du jour but that's what i like about it is i like <laughs> that it's the airport book and i like I, that's what i'm looking for i i think because they already made as you said phil the the slavishly devoted version you know i yep, think yep. a deconstruction 
with a Moreland Ramsey ass director that maybe, you know, doesn't make yes. the main character just, you know, some weird conduit for how, you know, it's cool to die as a child. Um might be might might, might be it's interesting. Cool to die as a child. It, that was the that was the tagline, right? <laughs> dying, dying as a child is cool. Oh no, it's only the cool die, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Um, yeah, that movie, that movie's you know, obviously that movie's ridiculous, crazy. but I, I, I yeah, do think that there. The was that clip? You know yes, the like yes, Oscar yes, clip Twitter yes, account. Oh, yes. of this, yeah, the two, two, yeah. It is Chef's kiss. <laughs> he literally like, says it's so bad. Like you can see yeah. him, if you read his lips, he's just like, "Why did I get nominated for this?" I would. You know what? I'm gonna try to get the rights. I just I'm decided. I, I think. I mean, someone would tr- like. Well, don't you think if this got announced on deadline tomorrow that FX is putting in development an eight episode, yes. lovely bones miniseries, people would be like, hmm, worst idea ever, or well, dot, I dot, think dot, that I ultimately you know. think film Twitter would basically be the book is great, the movie sucks. Yeah, sure, go for it. See if someone can do something better. Wait, with does it. film like, Twitter like the book? I feel like Probably. we just had a we just had a film Twitter member be like airport book. I don't. Know. I mean, I, my whole thing with with the Lovely Bones for Lynn Ramsey in particular, because and I don't know about you, Esther, but when they announced Lovely Bones back in whenever it was, my brain immediately went to oh he's doing Heavenly Creatures right like yeah. Heavenly Creatures. Well, was... I hadn't seen Heavenly Creatures yet. I was okay. very but but point was... my, my point still stands, which is I think that like yeah. ultimately a lot of people are like oh this makes sense subject matter wise what have you had Lynn done it um. And and if I remember correctly, Kenny, in our Lovely Bones episode, we talk about the the specifics of her take, but I believe that her take had a lot, basically was never going to go to heaven for all intents and purposes. Like we weren't going to do any sort of like any of that bullshit. That would that would never have flied back then, but it would fly right. now. It's kind of what I'm getting at. So it would be in interesting. It would be interesting to have my reboot. But by, by the way, my reboot is like getting made like like Dancer in the Dark style. No, no, like Dog Dogville style. Dog right. Like, like I want that, that, like, like, I want this like, movie I want this movie made for under fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and I want all handheld cameras. Who is this for? It's I. It's for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's no, no, no. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like, I just think like strip down everything because the, the weirdest thing about the Lo- Lovely Bones because I never read the book. All I knew was that it was a phenomenon. Peter Jackson is the director. I hadn't seen Heavenly Creatures. This is 2005, six, seven when it gets announced. I thought that was so crazy that this guy who had only spent $200 million on his last four movies that were all, you know, big blockbusters and everyone, you know, he won Oscars and all that thing was, was taking on this, this movie about, you know, bones, um, about a cool dead chick. And, uh, and then people were like, like like, no, favorite movie. Bones, Van people Lester were bones. bones. Well, buried, it's certainly buried. People were like, "No, no, you have to understand." Like, like this movie actually is very, v, you know, VFX heavy, and they're all all these like crazy worlds, and you do need like this visionary kind of, you know, uh, director to to pull it off. I'm like, okay, I, I don't know. And then I never saw it until we did it for our podcast, yep. and it's truly it's one of the ten worst movies we've had to watch. For I mean, it, it's definitely one of the worst films we've seen. You've seen the Lovely Bones, I'm assuming, Esther. I mean, Tucci's performance alone. I mean, to, is is really something to behold. I mean, it is. It's just like it's one terrible. of the weirdest casts 
to Wahlberg. Like Wahlberg. But Sersha somehow gets out of it. You know, always does. Great. She's She's always great. Yeah. Um, Let's let's rate this because Esther, we want to hear your top ten of nineteen ninety nine. So we're. Very you exciting. brought it, Esther. I love it. Very I brought exciting. it, Talk but to also, you know, uh-huh. you told me about this the night before, so it's just I like did. this is a rough, you know, rough. We're not going to we're not, listen. We're not going to hold you, uh, yeah. you know, to it. But um, so, like I mentioned, I had never seen this film before. None of us had, so there's there's that. Um, I came into this at an eighty on this movie. Um, I'm going up to an eighty four. I think it's a really really good movie. Um, I don't, as I mentioned, I don't see myself buying the criterion and watching this again in the future necessarily. Um, but uh, a very power, she's a very powerful filmmaker and I, and I, um, I wish she had more movies. I, I think it's kind of crazy. She's only made four films. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that she probably, it seems like, you know, was it Janie got a gun. Is that the name of the Western? Yeah. Jane yeah. Something like, yeah. Um, and uh I know that she got mired in that for a while. And like, I know that she's had, as is the case, I imagine with filmmakers like this, um, hard to get films up on their feet, you know, hard to get funding, hard to do all those things, but I can't wait to see what she does. Um, So that's where I'm at. Where are you at Esther? What what, what do you think? Oh, I'm so bad at rating things. I mean, I'm probably around there. Like I, I, you know, I, I hate number. I hate numbers. Um, No stars, uh, no numbers for us. No stars, no numbers. Um, I'd say probably like, between 85 and 90 i think it's it's an amazing film like it's it's a really um it is funny so we you've only been on this podcast once before for your enthusiasm yeah what a ride what a ride (laughs) you contain multitudes esther is really what it comes down to um but uh yeah it's i mean obviously not you can't compare the two things but i do think it is uh I do think it's fascinating. You do whatever that, you want. It's our podcast. That's true, too. All right, Kenny, where are you at? I gave it an 84 before the podcast. I'm going to go up just a little bit because it is a little more. It's 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 obviously very bleak, but this conversation wasn't very bleak. So it's not the kind of movie like like when we did the war, when we did Warzone, we just sat here like, you Ugh. know, virtually hugging each other through like what we had <laughs> to experience. Brutal. Have you seen so, Warzone? I've never seen Warzone. Don't it's watch Tim Warzone. Roth's. It's Tim Roth's yeah. movie. You just Google it and you'll see what it's about. And you'll also want to kind of get a nice digital hug. Um, it, but uh, Ratcatcher, like, look, it's it's terrible in many ways, but it's also, you know, it's really, you know, kind of low key charming and. You know, I totally buy these people and I buy their world. And I, I, you know, I think it's it's horrific in many ways and also uh, beautiful in many ways. Um, I'm going to go all the way up to like an 89. Uh, really? Th- yeah, really uh, an, an excellent film. I think that this is the type of movie that um, considering the kind of sandbox we have done of like UK or international kind of grim movies, I would agree with you that this is at the top of the pile of that. Like, I think that it breaks out of that kind of box. So anyway, well, we've done, we've done some really incredible international movies, we have. Uh, but not really incredible UK movies. Uh, I, I do think this is the best. That's I think true. this is the best UK movie we've done, but, but we know, you know, cause I mean, we, Jervy, so, you know, Top service stinks. That's true. But, um, you know, we, is, we've done, I, it is one of your hottest takes, Kenny, and I love it. Just, a toxic just, I, 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 yeah. 
Topsy Turvy is a movie that my parents took me to see in theaters when I was um, when it was in theaters when I was nine years old. Um, So real fucking weird uh, relationship. So as a nine year old, did it it speak to you? No. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Uh, It was like, oh, you know, like Gilbert and yeah. We don't need to. We don't need to relitigate Topsy Turvy. But I'll just say this: I agree with you that we've done a, we've done a lot of international films. Um, I look forward to us talking about that when we wrap up the whole thing. You and I will. Survive. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah, because we're we'll have to do yeah. all twenty six categories, I guess. Pretty much. So we will have to do a best international feature. And I mean, I'd be uh, more present. You, I think audition is going to be on both of our lists, I imagine. But uh, well, I mean, Esther, yeah, okay. yeah. Audition certainly on the list, but look, I mean the the, the yeah. uh, audition girl on the bridge, but also are um, you are you going like we'll Oscar it? You're no, Oscaring Oscar. it. That's yeah. yeah. That was the yeah, that was the, we'll the verbiage yeah. I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but Princess Mononoke is an international yeah, feature that true. that we that's did. True. Um, so I mean, uh, Rosetta is an international feature that we did. You know, there and there are ones I feel like you know when when. Daniel Waters and Mike Natale came on. There are some ones that we we're not going to do. I mean, we're not going to do the Dream Life of Angels, which apparently people think is amazing. So yeah, what are you going to do? You can't hit do? them all. So um, here, yes. but here's the question. Here's the question: hmm. Do Canadian features count for Best International Feature? I'm I am going to say yes. What? With then UK feet then UK movies count too. Dude, Canadian films are in Best International, are they not? Do they uh, not put themselves into yeah, that they category? Are. They do. Sometimes they only, do. They do. only, only if they are French language or first or First Nation language. So it really has to do with the language, which seems arbitrary to me. But sure, it doesn't have to do with the border and the fact that it's another country, bro. I don't know. I mean, have you ever seen an Australian film in in in, in a Best international feature. Have well, you ever seen it? it wasn't. You, it was it, an international it, feature until like two years ago. It was, it was foreign, foreign language. language. Film you're right. You're right, you're right. Yeah. But, so I'm but not really I, foreign language is a distinction. Then I okay. because I have seen I have seen I a Canadian film are. in there. There, I, yeah. I believe there has been a Canadian film in first language uh, in First Nations uh, language before. Right. So yeah. it's possible. But I mean, am I going to put last night on that international feature? I feel like I feel like we're talking foreign language here. All I right, feel like we just, you know, let's let's hear your let's hear your top ten. Okay. Any foreign Sorry. language movies in there? Giving us a chance to to oh, chime I in. Didn't, as you, I uh, didn't. Okay, just ten movies. That's I didn't rank. Then, okay. I didn't rank. Um, okay. Okay. I, I just came up with ten movies. Okay. Um, ten movies that are my favorites from 1999. Great. Um, Election. Fuck Killer. Killer. Notting Man. Hill. Yes. One of the best. First, first person that first we've one. had do this. You're the first one yeah. to put Notting Hill on. Wow, rude. It was on it was on my it was on my original top ten list. It, it may make it again at the end, not sure. Um Eyes Wide Shut. I think yes. that's been on everyone's list. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dick. Yes. Dick. Yes. Love to Love see this. it. Talented Mr. Ripley. <laughs> Yeah. Also, but I think everybody's list. Yeah, that's yeah. in everyone's. Uh, Magnolia, that's in everyone's yep. list. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Holy Smoke. Yeah. Um, cool. That's All a right. bold pick. That's a. Bold I really choice. like that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do too. And then to uh, swerve completely, Toy Story Two. 
Yes. <laughs> no, that one gets on a lot of that gets on a lot of lists too. Yeah, that, I, I just, really I just like movie. I like having them next to each other. Um, sure. Sure. Being John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Limey. Yes. It's a great list. That's my list. A, that's a great list. I mean, the line. No is... topsy turvy. Nothing to be embarrassed by with that list. Nothing. To, <laughs> obviously, nothing to be embarrassed. That you know, the Limey. Um, a great episode. A great movie that I feel. I don't know. Like people talk about it in the '99 kind of. If you if you expand your '99 list, yeah, I know that it's on a lot of top tens, which is which well, is there are it's so many. I mean, I don't know. There's obviously stuff that I like like that I kept off for a more interesting list. Sure. You know, sure. um, I was about to put on uh, one movie that I haven't seen in a really long time that I forgot came out in 1999 until I was. Uh, Oh, maybe it didn't actually come out in 1999. Um, oh, no, it was released in January, I guess. It was a British, this British movie, Still Crazy, um, with uh, with um, Bill Nye as, like, an ex-rocker. It's really fun. It was on, like, some... Um, it was on some... It was on, like, oh, it was probably released in, like, January, but not sure if it counts type of thing. It uh-huh. might have got a uh, like a limited at the end of '98 type thing. And yeah, like a cusp movie. Which is yeah, like, so because I was cover. looking at the I was looking at the whole list. So have you done every major release from 1999 now? Oh yeah. Well, no, I mean, past major we, too. Well, yeah. We, we, yeah, we we have or we will. I mean, we, we haven't done will. Magnolia on purpose. We haven't done Big okay, Daddy okay. yet. We've you know, we have like. We have a few that are, you know, that that have been saved, but American movie. I do love. I I love Big Daddy. I think Big Daddy is so. Griffin's coming on for Big Daddy. Griffin's coming on. Oh, amazing! I I love I love Big Daddy. I think Big Daddy is really really funny. Well, I love Sandler like deeply in my heart. Um, but yeah, we. Well, I mean, look, we're doing Rat Catcher with you right now. Look how far. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is how far you've done. But yeah. Oh shit! We've done like I have to delete something off my list. I have okay. to delete something off my list because I was just looking at it again. I have to, um, what do you delete... need to add to your list? I need to add Galaxy Quest to my list. <laughs> it's amazing, amazing how Galaxy Quest is, has popped up on almost every list. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to, de- I forgot it was 1999. I have to delete it. I, I'm going to delete being John Malkovich and add Galaxy Oh, wow. Quest. Yeah. Wow. That's a big deletion. That's yeah. A it's a serious deletion. deletion. Yeah. That's I crazy. love the dick remains being John Malkovich gone. Yeah. There's yeah. some other. I mean, you didn't put you didn't put the Matrix on your list. It's true. No, but I was just. But that's because everyone was going to put it on their list. It's true. I don't know. It's that true. was like yeah. a. Um, yeah. That's like a same with like. You don't have club. to. Yeah. You know, those no, are it's... movies that I like that I like. Yeah. But you know, I've watched Galaxy Quest a million times. Hey, Galaxy yeah, I... Quest is a great film. Nothing wrong it's... with Galaxy Quest. I think it's also interesting too that there are some 99 films that people are like this is such an obvious 99 pick I'm just not going to go there to some degree yeah, like yeah. and I think Matrix and Fight Club fall into that category for some people. Well you know what, uh, yeah. you know you know it's not nobody's list film mm. that uh I'm a little surprised by but maybe it's just the you know the people we have on our pod. Uh no one has had Six Sense. That's true. Mm. A great movie. Uh, a great, well, movie. a great movie, and people love M Night now, and it almost feels like uh, it's gone back to underrated a little bit. You know, Maybe. yeah, 
Like anybody, yeah, I don't know. It's now, not my favorite now I, of I his movies. What is your favorite? It's not your favorite. Unbreakable. Uh-huh. I think that's. I think that has become um, the consensus a, a more, choice. Just a more common take than than it ever was. You know, the last like four or five years, I hear Unbreakable a lot, and I almost think people have forgotten just how perfect Six Sense is. I think, granted, that- we weren't that we weren't that nice to it on our. Our episode, we weren't, we weren't overly nice to it, but like, Has I feel anyone just put in, the Phantom in, Menace on. No, 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 no we would, we would, we would have canceled the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> no one's put that on there, but we've had like Blair Witch has popped up. Well, um, yeah, that makes which sense. Is, which is a great. No movie. one's put like an actively bad movie yet, as far as I can tell. Well, I mean, if it depends on Mike Natale's list was filled with ninety nine. Oh, yeah, well, he's a, he's just... a wild man, and and Cogman put uh, and Cogman put Dobbs Turpin number one. But aside from it? that, <laughs> um, yeah, Natale, the, my, our friend not Mike Natale, a wild man. He put a a three minute um, paint on film. Yeah, like a fucking a brilliant. Fuck, I mean, just absolutely at, insane. Like just stuff you're just like at number <laughs> yeah at, at at number five. Yeah, it was like it was high. <laughs> it was like crazy. Yeah, but, was I, but I do think yeah. that that you know ninety nine. They're sort of they're the bangers. They're the ones that people just you know need to put on there. And then there's I I, I mean even just you like, can't. The yeah. thing is, you can't have your list be like all of the bangers. So you have to delete some of the bangers. So it's like okay, I'm gonna have like eyes wide shut and talented mr ripley and magnolia on as my bangers but you can't I, have entirely bangers i totally agree with you and in fact i i'm gonna read you something um so we have a, a guest coming we have daniel waters coming on um to talk about open your eyes uh in a few weeks and he sent his uh top 10 list which is fascinating because some of them i've never even heard of when I said them to you, Kenny, as well, there's there's those those who love me can take the train. I've never even heard of this yeah, movie. I don't know what I never is. heard of that. That's um, his number one, he, right? He's got The Matrix and he's got Insider okay. and Election. But then he's got Janine and the Perfect Guy. I don't know what that movie is. I've never even heard of that movie. He's got the Iron well, wait, Giant, wait, I, Man on the Moon. Wait, I, you know what? We we should we should not include. We should Whatever. we should not. I'm not I'm not too worried but, about it. But anyway, no, I just want, him, want him to be to able do to do it when he's on. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, of course. All right. Well, he'll do it when he's on. <laughs> Fine. I'm not, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. Take that, not. Waters. Um. But but listen, a great list, Esther. Thank you. And thank uh, you. and 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 as always, we're we're so thankful to have you on. And to, oh my god, thank you so much us. for having me back. And and I'm glad that we that we all found an opportunity to watch Ratcatcher. Yeah, I'm really um, glad. I yeah. It 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 really is a a, a great movie. Um, yeah. And I um I, you know, what can I say? You're we love your articles, we love your criticism, and thank your you. tweets, and your and your books. <laughs> Are there anything that you want to plug your book, perhaps? Yeah, buy my book. Uh, Beyond the Best Dressed. Uh, it's still in stores it, it's it's on it's in the academy museum uh gift shop if you want nice. um, if you visit there um yep. and want to pick it up there after seeing some of the dresses featured in the book um on display so that's fun um yeah that's that's my big plug have you have you been to the academy museum by yeah way? i well i <laughs> um yes it's, i did i had so it cool. an, it's so cool. cool i had a great um 
I had an accidentally free day in LA uh, when I was there last because the person I was supposed to interview had COVID. So I managed to get into the Academy Museum and I was just, you know, I was in LA by myself. So I just uh, spent the whole time, spent many, many hours there um, it's hoping to go back soon and do some research in the library. So it's, it's an amazing, if you're, if you're in LA or if you're, you know, if you live in LA, if you're traveling in LA, I highly recommend going to the Academy Museum, see a movie. I've seen many movies there. It's I know. Amazing. I want to see a movie at the screening room. It looks really cool. They're, they're really, uh, it's a really special um, thing that they built. And, uh, and when you're there, you can buy it. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> or yeah. you can win a, you can win a fake Oscar like I did. Yeah. yeah. Or you can you can have a virtual reality uh, moment where you win it. Yes. Office. So that's uh, yes. that's pretty. I won. I'm, I, it was it was pretty exciting. I got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Esther, thank you again so much for thank coming you on. so much and, for uh, having me back. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Great to see you, Esther. Esther, take Bye. care. Bye. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.